Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Miles Apart. Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> First of all, I'm so sorry if my mic is a bit loud. I'm using a different mic than usually. So um, if you can hear that, I'm already sorry. But yeah, hope it's fine. It'll, it'll be fine. I'm doing well. How are you doing being back from your trip? Uh, I'm I'm really good. I'm actually on a vacation again. So um, <laughs> for the listeners, I just went with my dad for a four-day vacation to Florence in Italy. Um, and it was absolutely amazing. All I heard was Florence. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I feel like there's going to be a lot of editing. All right. I'll say it again. Um, for all the listeners, I went with my dad to the beautiful city of Florence in Italy. And um, it was absolutely amazing. So um, I want to say maybe like two years ago, we kind of reconnected on a personal level. And ever since we've been taking, well, it's it's only the third trip that we've taken together, but it's like, it's a nice mixture of like, we're trying to do a lot of culture because he's very cultural um, interested. So we have a mix of like going to museums, looking at old churches or old buildings, but also wow. giving, <laughs> I'm sure you would love that, <laughs> but also giving me the chance of like strolling around the city and like maybe walking into a store or whatnot. Mm. Yeah, I mean, meeting you for the first time and getting to know you for the first year, I never would have guessed that you would be going to Florence with your father on a trip. But it's cool no. to see. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing, you know? It really is. It really is. And I've kind of learned that sometimes it's better to take a trip with or like take a vacation with either my mom or my dad so i just have like more quality time with each of them and i don't know it's just easier how do you like do you take any vacations with your dad only or your mom only you know i didn't really do that until college and i never really thought of it um but I thoroughly enjoy it. I went to Colorado and went hiking with my mom. And then I also went to Oregon and went hiking with my dad. Mm -hmm. And it was it was cool. It's cool to be with one of them at once, if that makes yeah, sense. Because then, totally. then you just have that one. You have that certain connection with that one person and that memory with just that person. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes it's just easier to just how can i say just focus on one of them because you, there's always a certain topic that you prefer talking about or like with one of your parents and so you have the chance or like the, the liberty to do so when you're traveling with only one of them mm. so is this the first time that you went on a trip like that with your dad just alone or no so like i just said before this is the third time in the last three years um but when i was younger my dad was working a lot we had this i want to say tradition that we would go on a trip um on fall break which also like lands on my birthday um and we would usually just like fly to cool places around the world or like we started actually like um, visiting different um, regions in Switzerland um, so like for a couple of years we did that together and that was always lots of fun mm. that's interesting but yeah back in the day I was in, I was less interested in seeing all of the historic stuff and like the museum stuff and yeah. I feel like my dad was maybe more interested at the time so it was a bit difficult to like figure out a good balance for the two of us. Yeah, and I'm sure it's hard because when you're young, you just care about what you 
care about and then your dad is a very particular guy so i feel like if he's really interested in something he's like really interested in it and wants to do mm-hmm. it you know yeah and it's also like i've been always interested into like history and so like when we went to japan and egypt together just for like one of the examples and of course when you go to egypt you want to see like the pyramids and like see like museums of like all the stuff that they found like all the artifacts or like go to um, japan and see like all these like ancient temples but at the same time i wasn't interested in actually reading everything in the museums (laughs) or like listening to everything that my dad either knew about or he always brings like um these tour guide books Mm -hmm. i don't know how you say that in english but he's like it's kind of funny, but like he's super old school in that area, and it's kind of cute because he brings these like guided like these books with an actual map. <laughs> and instead of using an iPhone with Google Maps, he prefers using the map. And sometimes he's like, "So what's the street called here?" And I'm like, "Just use Google Maps." And he's like, "No, no, it's not the same, you know." And I'm like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> I kind of like it though. I like the old school sensibility you know it's it's really nice but it's just like i don't like if i travel by myself i always use google maps yeah i think it would be a good test to go to a place that you've never been and maybe only use a map or a tour guide like you said that your dad uses or something you know switch it up yeah, they're, I mean, they're super nice because you do get a lot of, like, infos that you just don't get on a Google map. And sometimes, like, walking through Florence, which is, like, a very ancient city, and then you see, like, you see beautiful buildings or, like, beautiful churches. And sometimes you do wonder who built this or, like, who owned this or, like, what's the history about behind this building or monument. And sometimes... It is nice to learn about it, but like on the second day after visiting like the sixth church, at some point I was like, all right, come on, dad, <laughs> let's do something else. I can't do it. <laughs> That's how I would be. I would be 100% like that. I don't even think I'd get through two churches. I'd be like, I'm done. You guys can enjoy it. But it, I mean, I can't. Like I said, I study history. I've always been interested into history, so it's a bit different for me. But mm-hmm. I feel like he's also calmed down. And so we're not like a couple of years ago, we would go into museums and he'd be like, let's meet in two hours at the exit. And now he's more like, let's meet in like an hour, one hour and a half. And I'm like fine with that because he knows that I don't want to stay too long. And so sometimes I'm like, all right, let's stay a bit longer and like I'll walk a bit slower. I'll read a bit more about it. And then I see that he gets super happy about it. And I've like figured out, it sounds so easy, but it's like if I give him these like small things, he's so much more happy. And then he's like more inclined to walk with me to a bar and I don't know, get some drinks after dinner or something like that. It's amazing. It's not like figuring out a cheat code for somebody, but when once you're around somebody for long enough, you can kind of understand how to please them in a certain way, you know? Yeah, yeah. And especially if you're going on a trip with your dad, maybe after the first or second one, you kind of get how he rolls, and then it, the trip can be more fluid and effective. Yeah, and it's also like he did pay majority of the stuff, like since i'm all like i'm earning my own money so i'm trying to like invite him here and there but he's always like no no you're not earning as much as i am so this is my gift to you and i'm like okay but still let me pay something and mm-hmm. at the same time like i don't owe him to like do this but i know that we're spending these days together so I might as well have the best for each other like he has his interests and i have mine so let's combine them and then both of us are happy yeah i mean it's a two-way street and you both have to enjoy it at some point you gotta you gotta take yeah. like pay attention to what the other person it's not just about you it's like a joint percent yeah a joint vacation yeah yeah 
So why did you guys choose to go there? Um, I just gave him a list of like a couple of different cities in Europe because that's the beauty about Europe. You can sit into a train and a couple of hours later you're in a beautiful different city in a different country. And since this was a, I don't know if this, like this is like one of the biggest like holidays in Europe. And so taking a car, especially going to a different city with a car is just not the move. And then we're thinking mm -hmm. of like going to Greece, to Athens or like Turkey. But then he was like, uh, with all like they just had votes. And then he's like, I don't know, they, there might be riots and I'm just not trying to have that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It just, it was a couple, it was a list. We both had like our preferences. And at the end I was just like, he seemed that he was very interested in going there. And I was like, I've always wanted to see it. Let's go. And it's like, it's insanely beautiful. So you get there and what is it like when you first get there? Like you take the train, you arrive and did you guys book a hotel or? Yeah. So we booked a hotel and then what we like to do is just walk everywhere. Um, and then he, the, the, our like agreement <laughs> is like, he kind of like plans the cultural aspects and then we combine that from like by walking from one place to another one. And then I'm not a shopping like enthusiast but like if i see a cool store where i'm like i want to go in then we'll have the chance um he loves to drink coffees and that's amazingly good in uh, in italy so sometimes he'll be like oh let's have a coffee here and i'm like all right and um it's like for someone like you who's never been to italy the amazing part about italy is that since it's like such an important like country or like it used to be such an important empire to the like to the growth or like the the build of European society, all of these cities are super interesting from like an architectural but also like historical um aspect. Mm -hmm. And then like Italy being Italy, the food is it's insanely good. <laughs> it's it's like mm -hmm. you can walk into any place. It could look like dodgy from outside but the food is amazing like you get the best pizza the best pasta the best risotto like is is great how are the locals how do they treat people from switzerland and then also i'm sure you got to see people from america so <laughs> well i just told you that before on the phone but like for some reason i was surprised there's a lot of americans traveling right now my dad thinks that might be due to like corona that like now people are like feeling safe to travel again and a lot of americans i mean who doesn't want to see italy and so i don't know for some reason there were like a lot of americans <laughs> um but locals like i'd say like in every other place especially these like latin speaking countries so like france italy spain um they're all like they're super fun, super laid back. And they're not like Germans or like Swiss where like everything is like tacted. Like mm -hmm. this is this. Like Italians and French and like Spanish people, they're like go with the flow rather. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them speak some English. Some of them don't understand a single word. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Um sometimes they get a bit pissed and I do understand that. So the old town is the city actually is smaller than Zurich, just to give you an idea. Okay. Um, and so the old town is, it's not very big, but it's like a lot of very narrow streets and these people have to work there and you have an enormous amount of tourists walking around and some tourists just don't realize that there's actually people living in these cities and that they have to go after a daily business. And so mm -hmm. sometimes these cars, like, they drive pretty fast and then they start honking their cars. <laughs> and then they start screaming at tourists and they're like, what the fuck? Go out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. But honestly, I get it. If I would live there and I've, I would have to commute for that city center by bike or by car, 
Oh, I'd go mad. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like every single American wants to go to Italy and try all the food. So just from knowing that, the amount of people that are there all the time, especially in the summer, like it now it's warming up. So I, I couldn't fathom living there and just having to deal with so oh, many people. Yeah, but like the last night we found... So I was walking... Um, I was just walking. So at some point we kind of split up. He wanted to go to see another museum and I wanted to find a store that would sell local foods. So I wanted, I bought like olive oil, coffee, aceto balsamico, um, uh, limoncello. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. And so I was looking for a store who would sell that. And I, I ended up in a, like in a neighborhood that was full with locals. I mean, I didn't know, but I feel like because they only spoke Italian and I didn't see other any other tourists. Um, and so we went to eat there in the evening and then there was like this big, um, like, um, what's it called? Um, place. Um, nice. Square. <laughs> 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 like a big square. And after <laughs> after eating, we went there. And it was like filled with like people sitting outside talking drinking and my dad was like all right we'll have one drink and we ended up having like four he had like grappa and then i had like moscow mules which i prefer mm -hmm. um calling um kiev mules because of the war um <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so it's you get like you get the touristy stuff but you also get the like real experience if you walk a bit outside hmm how does it compare economically or like, or like financially how much is a cup of coffee compared to switzerland okay so the thing is switzerland is very expensive you earn a lot but you spend a lot yeah so this is the beauty about living in switzerland mm -hmm. wherever you go it's cheaper mm -hmm. so i can't really tell you how much I can tell you that it's less expensive than Switzerland. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like for a, a, a one time I had a pizza for lunch and I paid like 10 euros, which is like. It's probably like 12 bucks. Something like that. Yes. And in Switzerland, you don't get a pizza for that money. Mm -hmm. At least pay double and then you will get close to a pizza. Yeah. So. It, hmm. It's not always half the price, but it's like just less expensive. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, but you're planning a trip on um, to Europe with your girlfriend in uh, September. Are you trying to go to Italy or? I was until the flight changes, the prices changed, and now we're going to Portugal, which is fine. Like. She wanted to go somewhere that's really warm, and Portugal is pretty cheap. So, oh, yeah. And I Lisbon think we're is go beautiful. To, yeah, Lisbon, and then we'll just come to see you. And I want to just stay somewhere for a little bit and just relax and go slowly and walk around, you know. She's never mm -hmm. even been to Europe, so it's kind of cool to have her just see everything. We don't need to go see every single tourist thing no, you know, I'm, no, no i'm not i'm not really into that anyways so yeah um i think it'll lisbon be a good for mix. that i think lisbon for that is a good shot because you do have a couple of things that are like i mean interesting to see but it's not as like if you go to like a city like rome you're kind of forced to go see like the Colosseum or like mm -hmm. um the saint peter's church like you kind of have to because it's just so famous and mm -hmm. like Lisbon does offer like certain historic like places or like monuments, but it's not as bad. So I'm, I feel like it's a good place to start. Yeah. And she's her favorite thing is going to a beach. So that's one of the main reasons. Mm -hmm. So we can just go to the beach and enjoy it. And then we can come to Switzerland and then enjoy the mountains and, the nature is that's what i want but as with traveling with your girlfriend you need to 
care about her too. So, well, traveling with anyone, as we just found out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I know we, I've already talked to you about it, but for the people that are listening, um, I want to ask you about your perspective on traveling and what. How do you value it? And what's your take on it? Hmm. I think traveling is such a nice thing. And like such a... It's just... It's nice when you have the chance to do it because it broadens your horizon. You get to see different societies, how they lived through historical buildings um you get to taste the food and like yes we all get to eat sushi and pizza around the world but there's a difference of eating pizza in italy compared to like switzerland or like the u.s so -hmm. that's like one of those side elements that is amazing but it's just you get to new see new stuff and think about how these people live and sometimes you get to like take some of that energy with you um and sometimes you get to realize and you're like, this is a nice place where like to do like to be on a vacation, but I don't want to live there or like, I don't know, that type of stuff. How do you feel like what's your take on traveling? Um, well, growing up, I honestly did not care about it. I think the typical American, especially a Midwest kid growing up they're just like why do i need to get to go anywhere outside of the u.s the u.s is great i don't know there's there's no reason to go look outside the u.s Mm because when you're growing up you feel like you're in the place in the world like the u.s is basically the world that's how you're like raised basically unless you're it depends on who your parents are and how you were raised but basically Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i view things and then you forced me to um see Europe and I had gone to like the Bahamas or something but that's not the same so I'd say now I have a better perspective on traveling and I would say that without traveling I would not be the same because you get to see how people across the planet live and that Mm -hmm. It opens your eyes and makes you understand that it's no, it's it's different everywhere. Yeah, like people see things differently. Cultures are totally different, um, and you can kind of pick and choose from different places, like what you prioritize. Mm-hmm. I've so my pair growing up, I've always done either like city trips for like a a longer weekend or like fly to a country and like stay there for like two to three or four weeks and like try to travel with like in the country and see different cities and different stuff or like i mean we also biked through countries that's a different one (laughs) um but then i've never been on a cruise ship have you sadly yeah What's the, like, what's your take on that? I absolutely hated it. Why? It's basically just, if you combined Vegas and an American shopping mall (laughs) and just threw it on a big ship and put it in the ocean... Just imagine the type of people that are either at Vegas trying to gamble or are at a shopping mall. Like those types of people, that's literally all it is. (laughs) So my romantic fantasy of like being on this ship and like looking out the horizon and getting to new places. (laughs) It's not like that. Well... I'm sure there's a luxurious cruise to yes, whatever, the Dead Sea or something. I don't know. Like, probably. But 
I would say the majority of cruises complete dog shit. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. I I for some reason I want to just have the experience because I've never done it in my life and I just mm. feel like I want to take like I don't know like a week or 5 days and do it maybe like a ra- rather in the Caribbean because there's a lot of them in like the Mediterranean Sea in Europe. But I know most of these cities, and I'm not trying to go to the same places again by ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I do understand it. Like, it's from, yes, for you, maybe not, but like, I understand <laughs> the idea of like being on this ship and getting to new places on a daily basis. What I don't like, or that's some, that's another form of traveling. It's just like this group sort of traveling. Like you have this massive group of you and you have to follow a schedule. And when I'm on Mm -hmm. a vacation, man, I'm not trying to be on a schedule. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's just, I hate having the most scripted itinerary, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're on a cruise, there's only a few things to do. Uh, You go, you go and you have the, dining hall or whatever you would call it the buffet Mm -hmm. and you can eat whatever you want or they have for dinner you can go to the fancy dinner Mm -hmm. and people there were people wearing straight up suit and ties and dresses and then there were also people wearing like tank tops and like (laughs) swimsuits and the it's, it's just funny to see how Americans perceive it. And then you, when you sit down and you order the meal, it's the same food that was in the dining hall. Mm. So you, you just get like a fancy set of dishes, like a plate a fancier plate and whatnot. And you sit down, but the food is exactly the same. But I wouldn't just, I mean, it's not just Americans. There's a lot of like Germans and like Europeans and Asians doing the same type of traveling. And so I watch sometimes documentaries about <laughs> cruise vacations. <laughs> what? <laughs> why? Man, I don't know why. It's intriguing to me. It's like I'm not a big ship person, but I feel like there is a chance that I would like it because it's just so different from what, what I've ever done before. But at the same time, I know I wouldn't like it because you are confined on that ship with like thousands of people and then you have to follow these schedules or like get into buses to go there. And man, I I don't even like to take a, I would never go to like Florence and sign up as a group and have like a tourist guide with like the small like flag and be like, all right, group, this is the yeah. next thing we're going to look at. And like, hell exactly. no. Maybe, maybe you would like sailing across the sea to go to a different country or something. Yeah. I've done, okay, some, I may, I have done one cruise, but it wasn't like a cruise. <laughs> when, I, when I turned, was I 11? No, I was, I turned 10. Um, I went with my dad to Egypt and we took a cruise ship on the Nile and my dad was like, we're not trying to get like on these ships with like 5 billion people on it. Mm-hmm. He took a bit of a nicer one, which was smaller. And they would dock at like one, at, like some at different sites during the day. And you'd had like eight hours to see that monument. But then in the evening you would eat like on the, on the rooftop of the ship, which is like beautiful. And it was nice. So maybe I have a romanticized idea of the entire concept due to that. Definitely. So you would never do um, a cruise ship again? I think if it was... I don't know. It's just... It felt like... What everyone was doing, you know? If everyone is doing one thing, if everyone's going to see the Mona Lisa, in my head, I'm like... Fuck the Mona Lisa. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, but you kind of want to see that one. No, I I don't. Like, if I go... Isn't it in Paris? Yes, in the Louvre. If I go to, if I go to Paris, 
I don't even have to go to the Louvre or whatever you call it. I just, I want to go see what it's like to culturally live there and experience yeah, it. But that's, that's my point of view. And I know a lot of people like to go to places and see the churches and whatever, but I like to go to where the locals eat or mm-hmm. go where the locals hang out or hang out with a local. Yeah. Walk just walk around. No plans. It's true. I, I I'm a mixture of both. I wouldn't say that a trip is depending on how many buildings you've seen, but at some at the same time I'm like I want to see some culturally interesting buildings. For instance, when we went to Budapest and where we went into that <laughs> museum Oh yeah, it was a great museum, and I'm sure every single person like walking, it. every single person walking in there probably enjoyed it. But I'm just walking <laughs> around, and I'm like, "What is like? What is this?" <laughs> the so one perfect. benefit, well, the one benefit was it was so hot. It was so hot outside <laughs> that when we walked in there, it was nice. <laughs> I almost fell asleep. I just sat down and literally almost fell asleep. So for listeners, um, when we went to Budapest, um, we went to the, I can't remember the name, but it was a museum focusing on the crimes um, on like the Hungarian um, uh, citizens from the Nazis and from the um, Soviet Union after the Second World War. And... It was not nice, let's say. Oh, wait, no, I, li- I like that one. Which other museum do you mean? I'm talking about the, the one on the castle. The one in the castle? Oh, oh my god. Oh, 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 yes. <laughs> oh. I, yeah, no, I, I did like the one about the Nazis and everything. That's, that stuff is interesting to me. Okay, so shocking stuff is cool, but like stuff with like artifacts, not cool. Yeah, it's just boring. Okay. No, I can, I can relate. And like, honestly, I love paintings and whatnot. But after the second museum with my dad, I was like, all right, I get it. Lots of Christianity, lots of <laughs> nude women, lots of nude babies. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> it's always the mm-hmm. same st- stuff. But, I mean, yes. I get it. Um, would you... Would you ever do a camping vacation? 100%. Okay. That's right right up my alley. I, I think I actually am. I'm going to Montana in two weeks. And my buddy lives up there. And we're going to... I think we're going to go camping. I don't know. But going outside and exploring, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to be out, out in nature, you know? It's just... There's enough of civilization. I live in the third or fourth largest city in the U.S. I see a lot of people on a day-to-day basis. It's nice to get away. Yeah, no, I mean, totally agree. I like... I like both mixes, but I've had this one experience with a camping trip, my parents, and after that I was like, nah, maybe not. <laughs> Did you but see a like, bear or something? No, it was, um, so my mom saw Meet the Fuckers, the movie of Robert, uh, Robert De Niro. I don't know if you know that movie. I definitely have seen it, I just don't recall it that much but i know so he's driving this mobile home which is like super luxurious has like a jacuzzi in it like a hot tub like has it all (laughs) for some reason my mom thought all of these rvs are like that (laughs) (laughs) so you see where the tension is starting huh (laughs) yeah and then people from switzerland had told her you can go to canada and you can park your um, rv anywhere you can go like in the middle of nature and like imagine you have these views and you can like, you know, be outside. And so my mom was like, man, how can this not be great? Luxurious RV, 
somewhere in the middle of nowhere, it, like in nature with no people surrounding. <laughs> From here on, it was a big downfall because the RV was like an old piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no nature parking. It's like concrete parking lots. <laughs> <laughs> And so my mom wanted to do this for like eight weeks at first. And my my mom my dad is like, yo, yo, chill down. We're not doing this for eight <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Let's try three. And she's like, no, it's going to be amazing. We can go hike every day. We're going to be in nature. And my dad's like, do you really want to do this for eight weeks? <laughs> so <laughs> we did three weeks. We actually spent one week in the camper, <laughs> and then my my mom was like, "No, I can't do it anymore." She, the third day of waking up on these like parking lots, she was like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> and I remember very well, like, she also didn't think about the distances the distances you have to drive in Canada, because mm -hmm. you'll spend eight to ten hours in that RV. And my mom was straight up bored. She was like, what are we doing? And my dad's like, driving. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she was not having it. And this one time, my dad turned around a bit, like, turned around the corner a bit too fast. And so the cabin, like, the ca like the, um, the cabinets opened. And all the silverware and all the plates <laughs> just flew around. <laughs> so it was like, it was a good start. Um, and then... Maybe that was my mistake. At some point, I found out that there's a lot of bears in Canada. Yeah. And people had told me, if you wear a bell so they can hear you, they won't, like, come to see you because they're mm -hmm. more scared and, like, they're, they're scared of you. So what, that, what did I do? I got two bells, and during an eight-hour eight hour hike, I shook them the entire time for oh eight hours straight. <laughs> and my dad was like... No fucking bears coming anymore. They've all heard you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a very nice time, but um, we, let's say it that way. Um, do you know the song from ABBA, Dancing Queen? Mm -hmm. We remade the song and sang Camping Queen, and it was a song with, like, for my mom. Um, yeah, she didn't like it, so it's the last, the first and the last um, camping trip I've ever done. <laughs> That's awesome. It was great. My The camping that I would want to do is I would not want to rent an RV. I would want to get a tent. Oof. Go hiking, put it, like the tent like, in the backpack, go hiking for like 10 hours and then set up the tent. On the side of a mountain, you know. I mean, that's rough. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm too high maintenance. <laughs> you need a tent with a jacuzzi in it. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it. See, the thing is, like, the idea sounds extremely romantic. Like, go on a, like, let's say, go with your girlfriend on a camping trip with a tent. Like, how great. I feel like reality is just very different. I would not go with my girlfriend, but I understand what you're saying. I, you think it's going to be great. You go hiking, mm -hmm. maybe the first day, it's like, oh, it's so beautiful. But walking eight hours, you're so tired at the end. And then you have to set yeah. up the tent. Then you got to cook the food. Yes. And then you wake up, and then you have to deconstruct the tent uh -huh. and pack up, like... You still have to find so, food during the day. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say that I never want to do this, but I feel like right now, I feel okay. If my girlfriend or maybe you would be like, "Let's go on a camping trip," I think I would do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna when you come to visit. We're gonna Ugh. we're gonna take a helicopter. Or no, we're gonna go on a plane and we're gonna skydive into the wilderness oh jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> and then start camping from there on yeah well i'm just not gonna open my parachute so we can camp for <laughs> infinity and beyond 
would be so, fun, <clears throat> I had this idea. So, um, we could introduce this new li little like um, section with your hack of your week, or like something okay. that you figured out, or like, do you have a, a specific hack? It could be anything. Like it could be something you've been doing for years, or it could be something that you just found out about. Um, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I hated reading for my entire childhood, and honestly, throughout college, I hated reading as well. Mm -hmm. I probably read last year zero books, mm -hmm. uh, and I. I wanted to start reading and I started reading books that I actually was interested in reading. Mm -hmm. And that's my hack to actually read <laughs> topics that you're interested in. Cause I feel like I always try to read books. I always try to read books that were popular, but not topics that I wanted to read. Sorry, so that's, my mom is that's... just talking to me. That's why I'm uh, looking at her. My life, my hack of the week would be, You can work out wherever you are because I did that in Florence. <laughs> and, How was that? Um, well, I only did like a small shoulder, shoulder and abs workout, but it's kind of important and nice to do so. Hmm. Um, it's not really a hack. I, f I feel like it just goes hand in hand with my interests and especially when we were there, I ate so much pasta and pizza that I was like, I need to do something. <laughs> mm. I think the word hack is a little, a little outdated now. I feel like when it was introduced, everyone was like, this is a hack. How to <laughs> hack, how to hack your day, how to hack your time and all this stuff. And now it's just yeah. like, are you really hacking anything? <laughs> not really <laughs> it's just like breaking news doing something productive efficiently is a hack like no it's just it's just doing it you know yeah no I see that <laughs> maybe maybe the word is like a revelation or something but the I feel like hack it's just the word that grabs people's attention yeah, and it kind of is, it also like defines it because it has to be something that like helps you. So like, yes, your hack is like read books that you find interesting. Great, but I don't know if that's a hack. <laughs> I feel like that's very obvious. <laughs> Not sure if that sh should be considered as a hack. Okay, well your hack was you could, that you can work out anywhere. Yeah, it's not better. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it's great. I just said it's it's an idea. <laughs> Um, and then the second thing I was thinking about, you, uh, you as a vegan now, are there dishes that you miss and you cannot eat nowadays anymore? Uh, like two days ago, I'm at my friend's place and we're just hanging out before we were going to go out into the bar. And one of the people that live in the building knocked on the door and we opened it up and these this woman just walks in with a a plate of barbecue ribs oof oof that's mean and and i just look at him like oh my god i would murder somebody to try that right <laughs> now because <laughs> i didn't eat dinner oh i was so hungry oh. and it looked so good <laughs> But, yeah, no, I, I can imagine how that's got to be difficult. Yeah, it's hard to make barbecue. What am I going to make barbecue? Squash? Yeah, that was my, no, that was my follow-up question. It's like, are there any foods, meat-based, where there isn't a plant-based option available, but you know that it sucks compared to the actual meat-based version? Uh, I would say there's no alternative to steak. Yeah, I can see that. But honestly, I don't really like steak. 
Okay, but you have to f like it. Or like when you eat sushi, don't you miss salmon and tuna sushis? No. I actually don't. It's surprising. Wow. The one the one part of sushi that I miss is unagi, which is eel. Like barbecue eel. Yeah, that's really good. That's my favorite. I like tuna and salmon for sushi, but I don't really care. Because <laughs> I was listening to this other i'm so sorry dear <laughs> listeners my mom is cleaning up around me and <laughs> i don't know what i did wrong in my life <laughs> i'm not really lucky nowadays like last week my my roommate walks in starts to throw his stuff into the kitchen this week's my mom's starting to talk to me and cleaning up around me which is great it's <laughs> exactly what i need when we're recording a podcast um no but i feel like Let's say I would go vegan. Um, I think I would miss like how. What's the name of um, you know the meat that you put in the oven for forty five minutes? Um, meatloaf. Meatloaf. Oh my god, I love meatloaf. I don't eat it a lot, but like that's something I would so miss. I get that you would miss it, but if you don't eat it a lot, you probably have it like three times a year. What does it matter? Okay, or like, I mean, a good fish or a good salmon. Salmon is great. No, I mean, trust me, I. it's not like I don't like these things. I am the first to say that I love pretty much every single meat on the planet. I would eat it. But now that I know what is done to the animals, how it affects our planet, and how I'm better off just not eating it for my ability to run and stuff. Yeah, I can um, see that. Uh, then it's just like, even if I really want it right then and there, if it's right in front of me, I still have the power, strength, because I have the knowledge. I can, I understand. Yeah. But I don't want to, I don't want to make everyone else feel bad about their choices, you know, because it's my choice. How do you mean you want, you don't want? Because I think the portrayal in society for veganism is this person with purple hair freaking out. <laughs> like, oh my God, you're eating this. You know? Yeah, but you're a terrible that person. Was, but don't you think that was like five years ago? And nowadays, there's like a lot of people who are vegetarian or vegan. So like, yes, of course, there's still like the stigma around it. But I feel like it's gotten, it's changed, has evolved. Oh, hundred percent. It's way, it's evolved so much to where you can go to forty percent of restaurants and they have a vegan burger or mm -hmm. a vegan this or that you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's way easier to go out with friends and family than it probably was five years ago five years ago they probably had nothing man imagine you were vegan 20 years ago yeah you were probably you eating been... grass <laughs> i mean i don't even know what was available back then so probably more than grass it's just amazing that almost like every single meal in the standard diet has either meat, fish, or dairy products. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of shocking to me how you can go to a restaurant and just see how literally everything has it. Yeah. And like, it gets crazier when you look at the packaging of like all the foods that we buy in grocery stores and read the lists is mm -hmm. not what you like the stuff you find in there is insane yeah it's just we've gone so far from eating stuff that comes from the ground mm -hmm. you know you don't you're not born to eat triglyceride x597 <laughs> you know well but that's the case nowadays people are used to it 
And I mean, it's difficult to like not eat that because it's in anything. Like it's in yeah, everything. I mean, even if you go to the grocery store and you want to get some grapes, most of them are sprayed with so many pesticides and then yeah, like get, get that into your system and it affects you in a poor way. I mean, like I said last week, I'm watching this show about from this German guy who's like cooking food that comes out of like grocery store packaging and it's it's just so far away from the reality from what we're being sold like they tell mm -hmm. you like oh this is a pesto and like you look into it and it's not <laughs> it's actually not mm -hmm. yeah i mean if you look at it's different in europe but if you go into a grocery store i know it's still bad but i'm mm -hmm. saying if you go into the grocery store maybe in europe i'm not exactly sure But all the middle rows, it's like over 70% of that is made out of corn. Like different variants of corn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? true. Yeah, I mean, this is a whole different topic. I feel yeah, like I don't know how we... That. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got into that. <laughs> well, I asked you what kind of foods you would miss as a vegan nowadays, but... <laughs> <laughs> Look how we where we ended up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I miss it, but I don't at the same time. Yeah, I do have to wrap things up because apparently my mom has invited people to come over. <laughs> so <laughs> unless I want people to walk in and start talking to me, <laughs> um, I have to sadly bring this episode to a shorter end. Um, But next time we'll we'll hit our one hour at least again. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure like always. Um, dear listeners, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode, perhaps talking about foods. <laughs> Peace out. Peace.